Hello, everyone out there in Twitterland. It's good to have everybody here. I hope it's been a good week for everyone. Um, we're just waiting a moment for Brandon to hop on here. Hopefully he gets on soon and we will get this ball rolling. In the meantime, um, I just wanted to say thank you again for supporting us. Um, if you're listening during this or if you are listening after we've already started or if you are listening to the recording um, and you... <laughs> and you are doing it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days later, it doesn't matter. We are so grateful to have all of you who hop on here and support us. Brandon, good to see you. I mean, sorry. I, I, my popcorn that I was making was running a little late, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need my popcorn. Oh, my gosh, your popcorn. <laughs> I'm glad you were getting your popcorn, though. I need, oh. my, I need my popcorn. <laughs> Um, so Brandon, how's it going? Well, you know, it's been a mostly draining week, but we're making it through, and that's the important thing. It is the important thing. Yes. I will agree with that. Yes. How's your week going? Um, besides having four dogs in the house right now and a grumpy teenager, we are doing really, really well. <laughs> well, that sounds nail-biting. Just... <laughs> <laughs> nail-biting. It is something, that's for sure. It it's, is for sure. It's so funny to uh, to have extra dogs. Like, we have two dogs. They're really sweet. I love them. Um, these two extra dogs thrown in the mix has been absolutely crazy. Um, it's like having, like, eight toddlers all at the same time running everywhere, and they're loud. They're so loud. Um, so we're working on barking. Well, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. That sounds like a week. Let's just it was it. a week. It's, it's been a week. It's been a week. That's all we can say. Well, did you... Sorry, I missed the beginning of... Did you thank everyone for showing up? I did thank everyone for showing up. It thank was nice you. to have everyone. Yes, and that's... As always, it is recorded. And we open forum. You're welcome to talk. Um, Jake, at some point, we're going to start introducing our names because I know we're working on this being a podcast. I know. I'm going to have to say, I'm Jake Flugiger, and my co-host is... My name's Brandon Morehouse. We're going to have to start doing that. It seems really weird to, be, to have to do that. It does I, seem weird, <laughs> but from a, somebody who's listening, they need to know who we are. That's, that's Brandon funny. and I were talking earlier, and I was like, it is just so weird to think that this is going to be a podcast. Like, I mean, it already is basically a podcast, but it's kind of a different forum with people being able to talk whenever they want to yes. and, and be speakers here and ha join in the discussion. Um, and it's not like we're doing interviews. So it's a, it's a little different. It's a little bit different. We're open to conversation and your opinions and stuff like that. So it's... It's a great place to vent and talk about writer issues or storyteller issues, I should say, because whatever, yeah. we're all storytellers. Because because we're gonna have people that write screenplays and scripts <laughs> and whatever else. It's not just for writers, right? So of as fiction, <laughs> as always, I I have to hit you with a topic you know nothing about, but. This before you do that, okay. can you, Brandon, really quickly tell everyone how they get to be a speaker on here? Oh, um, there should be just a little mic button on the bottom. I see it, I, and you just hit that. It requests, and we will let you jump in, and you are welcome, I think. Unless I see it differently than other people, then they're just, you just, we just have to know that, right? Because I'm a, I'm a co-host. Yeah. But I think that's pretty about it. Yep, that's pretty much perfect. it. Kathleen's giving me Kathleen the, says that's the perfect, thumbs up. so we're we good. We're getting approval on that one, same with Jess. And Jess does too. Awesome. Perfect. Good. Glad I'm semi knowledgeable. <laughs> semi knowledgeable. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, I love so, it. So we're we're gonna talk about this topic, right? And I will let everyone know, Jake and I did briefly discuss this, but we ended up I ended up cutting him off. And he cut, he cut me off at one point because I said, no, this is a perfect topic for the show. Let's not go any further. So he does know what we're talking about this week. Thank, Thank heavens. heavens. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, we talked about, um, what was the topic? <laughs> what was the topic? Drafting. That's what it was. Drafting. Drafting. <laughs> and my thing is, I like a good 
B-rated movie, I, you know, straight to DVD or VHS or what have you, I, movies that are made badly, like, if you go into them knowing that they're not the best movies and they're kind of funny, I think they're great. I call them first draft movies, but to each their own. Now, Jake, upon my recommendation, watched one of those shows. Now, Jake, which, which movie did you end up watching? So I end up watching Santa Jaws. <laughs> the title alone killed me. <laughs> and I have to tell everyone that I am so terrified of like anything horror related or anything scary. But because Brandon and I had talked about it a little bit, I went into this and honestly, I probably could have laughed through half of it. It was not scary. And, and, in a marvelous way, it was not scary. And I was like, oh, maybe I can watch B-rated horror movies that are not done well. Okay, it's not a horror movie. Let's just clear that up. It's not. It, it is. is not. A, is Jaws a horror movie? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it might be, but I don't consider it a horror movie. <laughs> For those of us that are scared of everything, everything that is like that is a horror okay, movie. Okay, well, so. it's, it's a pretty great movie. I... It's on Prime, right? It's on Prime. Yeah, it's on it's on Prime, and I I looked it up, and it was on there, and I was like, yes. It is a it is a horror I watch comedy. This movie. See, see yeah. thank you, Chris. It's more thank of a comedy you, than anything. So. No, no, no. It's a horror comedy. It's like a, it's a horror. No, it's comedy. more of a comedy. It's like what is that? What is that ridiculous movie? Uh, Veloc uh, Velocipaster. There we go. I think it's yeah, Velocipaster. Yeah, Jake, I told you about to watch that, that one too. I was like, you gotta watch it. It's hilarious. It's so stupid. That one's Jake. I don't know if you could handle that one, but that one's kind of great too because it's this. It's about this guy that he can turn into a Velociraptor, and he's a priest, and then he falls in love with his hooker, and it's just crazy. It's if you want a a really good like horror comedy that doesn't seem like it should be nearly as good as it is, uh, fully recommend Cooties. It is such Ooh, a okay. silly, ridiculous zombie survival. The general premise is what would happen if a zombie outbreak started at an elementary school and all of the children became zombies and the teachers had to survive. Uh, oh wow! Okay, I'm like it is. I, might, I like that. I might have to look that one up. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, I believe it has Elijah Wood in it, by the way. So you get to see, you know, Frodo, Frodo running around trying to not get eaten by toddlers. So uh, just, <laughs> if you need it. more incentive, love about it. <laughs> love it. Um, I do have to say that Jess agrees with me that Jaws is for sure a horror movie. Yes, I... Like the opening scene where the girl's getting ripped apart. Jess says that that's totally correct. And uh, popcorn is a fantastic reason for tardiness, says Amy. Well, yes, it's always a fantastic reason for tardiness. I will agree. No, you won't. You hate popcorn. I don't know why you, why you say I that. I do hate popcorn because I know that you love it. And I know that there's people out there that absolutely love popcorn. But for me, it's just not good. I hate it. And you know, it's okay. Sometimes people are allowed to hate things. For example, I hate your hatred for popcorn, but you know what? You're entitled to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I my gosh, that. Chris. That I was awesome. That. All right. Well, enough with the opening act. Let's get on to the main show. Jake, what's our theme tonight? Our theme tonight is finding comp titles and other topics. This one might not take a whole entire hour, depending on how many how much engagement we have from other people, but it's definitely one that I think we need to touch base on because it's important for traditional authors, especially as they're out there querying and on submissions. But it's also in my mind, important to indie authors because it's a great tool to use for marketing. I mean, it's, it's a tool for all authors, regardless of traditional or not yeah. traditional. So it's a great, it's a great resource, right? It's just a great resource. Okay. Everyone should know about this yes. resource. Resource, 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 resource. All right. So what is, let's start at the very beginning. What is a comp title? So a comp title, as Chris told us last week, 
is a comparison title. It's something that you can say, well, my book is like such and such book, or my book has the heart and soul of this book. It's a way for you to express that you know your genre, the vibes that are going through a book, and also where it should be placed on the shelves in a bookstore. Okay. Now, is it is it important to use well-known books when you're doing that? Because I feel like it, I feel okay. like it would be right. You'd want to touch base. Like I'm writing a book right now, and I'll use my example of it. Um, Perfect. So I'm writing this story, and for me, it's Willy Wonka meets The Hunger Games. Is that okay? Would, and Jake, you know the premise of the book, and you've been we've been working on it. So would that be accurate? It is totally accurate. Now, if you're going out and you're going to query this book, those might not be the best comp titles. Okay. Why? And the and part of the reason is is agents um, get really tired of hearing, "Well, my book is exactly like Harry Potter. It's going to be the next big thing." Um, that's a problem <laughs> because you can't say for a fact that your book is going to be the next Harry Potter. Also, that's a really, really high pedestal to try to get your book up to. So you want to use comp titles that are, A, recent. You want them to be in the last two or three years. You want to use comp titles that are obviously that match your genre and things like that. Um, And the comp titles that you do pick should be um, titles of books that have done well, but that aren't huge successes. So you want? I like, know that sounds so counterintuitive. Well, so you want like middle of the ground, middle of the road books, not something yeah, that's. We old. want middle of the road books. Okay. okay. Now, can you compare your book to something that's like Willy Wonka and everything? Absolutely. Um, I think that your comp titles that you have, Brandon, are brilliant. We might have to tweak them just a little bit. We might also say, okay, those are two comp titles that give them a really clear picture of something. And then we might have to come up with an additional comp title um, that kind of matches the criteria of those last published in the last three years um, and kind of middle of the road. So how many comp titles can a person use? Is there a limit? (laughs) Um, Technically, there's not a limit for comp titles. But most of the time, if you're using these comp titles for a query letter for traditional publishing, you want two or three. And again, one of those can be something that's a little bit older or that's, you know, a little higher ranked um, as far as how well it did. You don't have to uh, have everything under the sun on there. Uh, Using too many comp titles can be an issue as well. Uh, Andres, let's have you talk. Thanks for raising your hand. Yeah, I want to, before we start talking about this, I want to bring it back a notch a little bit. Okay. (laughs) A couple of years ago, uh, about two, maybe three years ago during the height of COVID, I took a class, uh, just a general refresher writing class. We went over comp titles, was one of the exercises one of the weeks, and it was difficult. Um, They said use uh, three at least, Um, but uh, where I want to go back uh, a step is I had the hardest time looking and stuff, searching for a comp. So where, what is the steps that you take to go on the internet or anywhere else, or, or if you're not gonna Google, uh, what, what um, devices do you use to try to search for comparative titles? Okay, so that's actually a topic we were going to bring up in a minute, but I love it, and we're going to jump into it right now. That sounds great. Um, and just really quick, I'm going to let Chris hop on here because he's got his hand raised. Um, we'll see what he has to say really quick, and then we will jump right into how to find those comp titles. 
Yeah. Also, I'm so excited that I figured out how the hand raise thing works. I was sitting here for like three minutes trying to figure out how this worked. I love um, it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I will say, uh, from my from my somewhat limited perspective on uh, queering with comp titles, is it's such a weird surreal thing because obviously, like uh, like has been mentioned before already, you usually want to find like two or three is what we're often told as writers, um, and you know try to be within your genre as writers and all these other things. And even then, I have had on more than one occasion where I chose a book that fit the general theme of my book that was relatively new within the last couple of years, I thought was a decent, like, good book. And I've had agents go, oh, I've never heard of that. So it's sometimes it's just real hit or miss. You might pick find books that seem really popular and pick a book that sounds great. And then your agent might still be like, I've never heard of this book. I'm like, oh, okay, well... That's oh, good. You should read it. Appreciate you. <laughs> we love this for you. <laughs> I will say that comp titles don't always have to be something that the agent knows. But if you can tell them why your book is similar, it doesn't matter if they've read the comp title or not. Um, it can give them an idea that, like, I specifically on comp titles try to use wording that is a little bit more vague. And I do that on purpose because we don't want to run out there and pick a comp title and say, this book is exactly like mine. We, we, what you want to do is you want to say, well, this book that I'm picking, and maybe it's not a well-known book, you can say this book, my book has the same heart and soul as this book does. My book has the same progression of uh, character building that this book does. It gives the agent specifically a chance to understand you as the as a writer and what you can bring to the table. Because if you're understanding themes and concepts from these other books, it gives them a good indication that you can uh, you can produce that in your own work as well. So that's where I would put that, Chris. Um, Andres, you asked if, you know, how do you find these comp titles? Brandon, if you were to go out and find a comp title, where would you go to look for that? Uh, Google. Google, okay. <laughs> and what, what, would you, what would you look up? Uh, you're really putting me on the spot today. I am putting you on the spot. It's, because it's better last than last week where people... we were basically in class and... Let's just yeah, call I, that one out. I didn't um, mean to be that bad last week. So last week was um, pretty epic. Um, wh okay, what was the question again? I'm sorry. So I just wanted to know what would you put into the search bar to find a comp title? Let's just use the same example of the book that we were talking about okay. earlier, uh, the um, Willy Wonka one. I I don't even honestly I don't know what I would put in there. I, what what. What would I, what would I put in there? I think it's. I would need guidance on that one, to be honest with you. Okay, so, Chris, go ahead. So a really good way to look for com comparative titles is if you kind of know, obviously, like what your story is about. So, say for example, uh, your main character is searching for a family heirloom, right? Uh, you can Google uh, books about young girls searching for lost treasure. Uh, you can go through there. You can kind of do a comparison to, like, you know, the different, like, uh, Amazon lists and, you know, bestseller lists and all that stuff. Um, you can kind of look for summaries that way. Um, I've honestly found, personally, the best resource for finding comparative titles, though, is just visit, like, a local bookstore um, and ask them, hey, I'm looking for a book that's kind of like this. And usually nine times out of ten, either they or someone there can find you a book that fits the vein of what you're looking for. Oh, Chris, I am so upset that you brought that up. I mean, why would you ever go out into public and ask somebody their honest opinion? Jeez. I know people suck, but like, you know, sometimes we just have to acknowledge that other people exist sometimes. I know it's hurtful, but Ew, that sounds, other people that do sounds exist. <laughs> and I will say that is a brilliant way. Um, you don't even have to go to a bookstore. You can actually go to your local library as well. Um, librarians, local booksellers, they all 
this is what they do for a living. And of course, they're going to be able to help you find comp titles that are relevant. Um, another thing that you can do is, uh, like Chris was saying, is take your topic and Google search it. Um, one thing that I like to do specifically is to go on Google and I will type in, you know, for, for me, like I write a lot of middle grade as opposed to young adult or, or adult. And so with middle grade titles, I'll type in uh, best middle grade uh, books of 2021 or 2022 with I'll pick one of the last three years. And I'll, I'll ask it to search for the best books that have a gay character um, or the best books that have uh, buried treasure or that are a coming of age thing. Um, using those the specific language like that and especially looking for lists, there are so many bloggers, so many book bloggers that have these beautiful lists of books that have come out and uh, are specific to a genre or to a theme. And it's so great to be able to just hop on there and use the work that they've already put in to accomplish your goal. Work smarter, not harder, right? I really like the idea of getting on Amazon and looking at checking out other books in that ca category, the top sellers of that category, and going through those and kind of like reading through what they're about and seeing if it's something similar. That's a good idea, personally. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, finding some titles doesn't have to be hard. It can be something that is very organic, especially we're told all the time as, as writers that if we want to know specifically in the traditional industry uh, where our book needs to be and to find comp titles, we should be reading books from our genre, from our... Uh, from our age group and and really going to the library, going to the bookstore and picking out those books so that we have a really good idea of what's already out there. Uh, Andres, go ahead. Oh, I was uh, just going to say the, the um, tools that I used for that exercise was <clears throat> Goodreads and um, some uh some kind of like uh book on agents and stuff like writer's digest agents guide or something like that i can't remember what exactly i used but it was something like that yeah and well, um it was it was difficult it was really difficult well i'm hoping with some of the tools that we're giving you now and i love the fact that you used goodreads um goodreads amazon um even publishers marketplace can give you an idea of what's new out there in the industry. Um, all of these tools are, are great ways to uh, discover comp titles. Uh, same thing again with going and asking a library or a local book seller. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is like, for instance, I write middle grade. Um, I would absolutely go and ask some of the teachers at the local elementary and junior high. Uh, if you write YA, go to the high school, like talk to the teachers there and say, hey, what's a great book for this age group? Um, using other writers in the writing community to help you do your work is one of the best things that you can do. So let me go back for a second because I, I have, an, I have okay. a question. Okay, perfect. So yeah. you, said, um, you said when you're, when you're querying, agents look for this this and this they they look for their comp titles when you're writing that email right to that agent where do you put that comp title at okay so comp titles uh usually go in a paragraph that's set aside kind of for your data where you say this is the title of my book this is um how many what what your word count is um, and then your, your comp titles, your genre, your age group, all that good stuff all goes in the same little paragraph. You can put that at the beginning of your query letter. You can put that at the end of your query letter, as long as you have that data there so that the agent can see kind of where your book falls. Um, it's, it's kind of an open field as far as that oh. goes, as long as you have the information. Okay. Now. okay. 
That's interesting. Um, so, <clears throat> go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say comp titles, uh, again, are just a way for the agent or the publisher, for that matter, when you're out on submission to really understand where your book fits in the in in the categories that it is relevant to. Perfect. And since we've got a couple new people coming on here, this is an open discussion. If you want to add your two cents or you have questions, please feel free to tap that mic and jump on here. Um, we're a community of authors. We're just here to help each other out. Um, and if you missed part of it, this will is recorded so you can jump on the writer's block and listen to the full conversation later at your convenience. Now, Jake. Yes. Where does one usually see a lot of comp titles at? Uh, see them as far as what do you mean? <laughs> like, a, well, like, like a pitch fest. Okay. So a great place to find comp titles uh, is to look at what other authors are pitching their books as. Um, on Twitter, a lot of the pitch contests, um, people will use comp titles um, as part of their tweet to make sure that agents understand really quickly what, uh, where their, their book kind of falls and uh, what, what uh, vibe it's giving off is, is probably the best way to say it. Um, the pitch fests are a really great way also to connect with other authors, especially authors that, you know, are writing in your genre. You can pick up and say, hey, like, you can follow them. Hopefully they follow you back. It's a great way to kind of um, gather a community that's really as close to what you are writing as possible, because those people are going to be the ones that say, oh, you know, I found this comp title. It doesn't work for me, but I know that you write similar things that, that I do, and I was wondering if you wanted to use this comp title. And you say, absolutely. I'm so glad that you were looking out for me like that. Yes. Now, be careful with those comp titles, because sometimes, or those pitch fests, excuse me, sometimes when you retweet too many Twitter things, you're a bot. I'm saying that from experience <laughs> i got flagged one time exactly they, me, they, they messaged me directly they're like please don't do that and i'm like well i'm just that's what we're supposed to be doing right like <laughs> i actually remember that too like i remember you posting about it on twitter and it was the saddest thing <laughs> and all brandon wanted to do was support his fellow writers gosh dang it yeah i got called out on that one that one was pretty pretty funny we <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love I'm, it. I'm so glad that Chris saw it. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, sometimes I do stuff and no one sees it. And I'm like, well, that was fucking nuts. Like, whatever. But thank you, Chris, for seeing that and being supportive. You're welcome. I'm here for you. It's great. I love it. I love it. Um, so, does anybody else have any questions or comments about comp titles for the traditional market? I do, actually. Perfect, Chris. Let's so, have it. Controversial question moment. Uh, do comp titles always need to be books? Okay. So That's a I love really good question. Great question. And I would say absolutely not. I think at least one, preferably two of your comp titles should be books. If you add a third one, though, I think it is brilliant if you can use a title like a movie title or a TV show title that uh, that's kind of popular in mainstream um, because in certain ways, a lot of agents and uh, publishers are going to know some of those a lot better than the books, which is so sad. But at the same time, it's something really good to be aware of. Um, like Brandon was saying with his, he would love to comp it to... Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I think, to me at least, that is a brilliant comp that I love um, because it gives you such a, such a clear picture immediately about what is happening in this book. Now, when you're doing comp titles, would it be... Do you, do you use the entire name or can you use... like? 
you say Game of Thrones, but usually the acronym is GOT. So, so acronyms, I would try to avoid acronyms in your query letter just because if somebody's not familiar with Game of Thrones, GOT is really not going to help them out as far as the comp title goes. Now, if you wanted to shorten like Willy Wonka to just Willy Wonka instead of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that is brilliant. The more words you can save, the better. I, I'm going to devil's advocate here a little bit on that. Perfect. You yes. have to be careful Perfect. how you do that, too. Um, you have to be careful how you do that, too, because sometimes you might shorten a title, be like, oh, yeah, it references Willy Wonka. But then you find out that there was some other piece of media made called Willy Wonka that is very oh, different no. from what you're trying to actually reference. That- and it might not come across the way you want it that to. Was gonna be my, well... That was going to be my next point, because <laughs> I thought of Avatar. Now... There's two different, very different worlds when you say Avatar. You have Avatar the movie, and you have Avatar the Last Airbender. I hear Avatar, and I go to Last Airbender. So, Which does not have a movie, by the way. The Avatar the Last Airbender, there is no Avatar the Last Airbender movie. We don't talk That's, about that. that we don't, we don't talk about that. that. Just, I will agree. It needs it. There is no war in bossing, no. say. Um, <laughs> no. No. Dad. We just, we Dad. do not talk about that. <laughs> I I love that honestly because it is, it really is important, especially in a query letter in the traditional market, to really make sure that you are being very clear to get your point across in those query letters. And if you were to use the wrong comp title, it can definitely give your, uh, your whole entire query a different slant that might not get you what you want. Um, Please, 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 on, and this is just a side note, do not just go pick some random book for your comp title. Please do your research. Look at the, like, if you haven't read the book, great. At least look at the synopsis um, or the blurb on it and make sure that you understand what is actually in that book um, so that you are not, uh, you know, shooting yourself in the foot ahead of the game. <laughs> Well, and one last one last fun tidbit, by the way, going to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as a comp title, uh, and this is me having to be a, a bit of a stickler here. Uh, the <laughs> book, if you're wanting to comp title the book, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, not Willy right, Wonka. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willy Wonka is the, the first movie right. with the super famous actor who I don't remember now and I feel bad about. I Gene Wilder, there Gene we go. Wilder. Yeah, you're good. Um, thank you, Chris. That That is... Another excellent point. I love it. Oh my gosh! I just we have Jack on that here. Jack just came on, and his picture is from Avatar: The Last Airbender, and that time it could not have been any better. <laughs> Jack, we were ju- we were just talking about Avatar. Jack, don't worry. We are not like we're Uncle doing- Iroh here to drop some wisdom on us, oh, guys. Yes. I love yes. it. Um. Okay. Any last questions on traditional comp titles? From the group. Oh, Kathleen, go ahead. Hi, everybody. Um, So I know I've probably blocked out the whole querying process because it was so much fun. So much fun. It is is just (laughs) going. I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Uh, But um, I wrote a memoir, and... And I know I was flying by the seat of my pants because it's the only book I've ever tried to publish. Um, I never heard of a comp title. I had to Google this before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kathleen, um, that is cheating. You're supposed to come in with a fresh blank mind. Total no, constraint. I do my homework. <laughs> Remember, we established that. Oh last my gosh, week. I love that you do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Is this like a mandatory thing? Because I, I, I kind of remember when you were querying, they ask you all these certain questions, and you have to do it just this right way. And I guess I just wasn't educated in that area about comp titles. And, you know, I've read so many memoirs, and I've been straining my brain to think about one that I would have compared my particular memoir to. And didn't really come up with anything. I would really have to hunt because it's so 
different, um, maybe, uh, or, or unique um, telling of this story in the way it was. And I remember I explained a little bit about that in as short a form as they allowed for, but um, I don't know. So is that always a thing that happens when you're querying? So comp titles don't have to be an absolute necessity. Um, mm -hmm. Comp titles do tell the agent though, that you've done your homework and you mm -hmm. understand where your book should be in the industry. Mm -hmm. Kathleen, you might not have a book that would really summarize everything that you have been through, but can I mm -hmm. talk about there that maybe if you were to say, you know, my memoir has the, um, the gut-wrenching emotion of Mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth Smith. Yes, Smith's I I know who biography. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's a way to get smart with her last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. uh, she's from here in Utah, and I should have known that one. How? Yeah. Um, I know. How dare <laughs> I? Um, so as far as comp titles go, it doesn't matter if they are adjacent to what you are writing about as long as you can make a tie-in. The tie-in is the yep. most important thing. Yeah. Um, and so you don't have to say, this memoir is exactly how my book is written or exactly how it's presented or we don't, we don't want exacts. We want something that gives us a little bit of wiggle mm -hmm. room mm -hmm. um, so that we can say, you know what? these pieces of this book are mm -hmm. similar to these pieces in my book. Yeah. Your example was very good and uh, just like turn the light on for me. So that's. Oh, good. I'm so glad you, you did really answer my question. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? If not, I would like to move on. Chris, I can see you. muted. One last thing. Okay. Um, this is more for my personal project, so this is more of an actual legitimate question on my part. Perfect. Um, than, a, than a pot stirring question. Uh, so is it if you're writing a, I think I had to phrase this. So you know my, my current project is a, is a Red Riding Hood retelling, right? It's my yes. current work in progress. Is it overly garish to actually use Red Riding Hood as like my comp title? It's like, it's Red Riding Hood meets The Last of Us, which is literally actually kind of what it is. It is the Red Riding Hood. Ah, words. They're easier so to type than they are to say. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understood where you were going with it. Um, so in my opinion, what I would say is go ahead and use those, but don't use them as your comp titles. What I would do is I would say, you know, this is the title of my book. It's a... Red Riding Hood retelling. Uh, uh, this, uh, which, what was the other one? Uh, the Last of Us, the, the, last the of us. video game turned really successful yeah. HBO series. Yeah. So I would just say this is this is a mashup of of those two, and then I would actually down further in that in that uh, data paragraph. I would actually use two kind of more standard style comp titles okay that way that you get the best of both cool. worlds so yeah. from from that aspect what you're saying like i guess to me that's kind of confusing because you're telling him to reference little red right like red riding hood right but then you're telling him absolutely not to do it. can you clarify that so i'm just telling him that i wouldn't use them as total comp titles what i would do is say that in the very beginning that it's a mashup of kind of those two things red riding hood is a really hard comp title because obviously it's it's a it's folklore it's an old fairy tale there's not really a great way to have that as a comp title where it hasn't been published in the last three years um, it's also a little bit harder as a comp title because there are so many retellings of Little Red Riding Hood. But if you do Little Red Riding Hood and Last of Us, right, Chris? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Last of Us, then all of a sudden you've 
brought up this new twist that tells, again, tells the uh, agent something really quickly. It gives them a really quick reference point to what your book is about. But then you could go on and you could say, you know, my book has the uh, abandonment themes of this other title. And so what I'm asking Chris to do is to use them to his advantage, but not use them as a comp title. I hope that made sense. I mean, it made sense to me, which is ultimately the important part for the. Oh, good. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the listener, everybody else got that because I'm. I kind of get it, but I, I understand what you're saying. Sort sort of, maybe, not really. We'll move on. <laughs> Brandon, I will explain it to you later because we can we can play around with it. So, Brandon, here's I, the thing. See, the thing is, you, I don't query, so I don't get that. I've never done it, so I don't understand that aspect yeah. of it. Right. So that's. So let's do it. Let's do it this way. You were saying that your book is what would be your two comps that you would pick? Uh. I don't even fucking remember what I said. The Hunger Games meets uh, Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. So let's say that you want to use those two. You could say my book, this title, is a mashup of The Hunger Games and Willy Wonka. That can be the first part of your paragraph. And then you can go on to say this is a young adult or adult book of, you know, 85,000 words. Um if if you are a fan of, you know, this book, uh, you might be a fan of mine as well. So you're not actually using those two titles as comps, as, as a comparison title specifically, but you are getting them in there so that the agent has a really clear idea. Okay. And then you can go through, and towards the end, you can have actual comparison titles that are within the last three years they're in your genre that type of thing and they're actually books um uh and and those can be that way you get to use both of those uh wonderful comparisons so without actually using them as a comp title. let me ask this how would you do that how would you transfer that to a pitch fest on twitter Oh, see, and that's where on a pitch fest on Twitter, the comp titles are totally different. So you could totally say Hunger Games meets Willy Wonka. Right. That's what my thinking is at. Why right? on Twitter, not versus? Yeah. So how would you? How yeah. would you? Because you have a limit. You have so, a very limited. I think it's. I don't even know what the number is. You have a very limited amount of words. So you. That's yeah. a place where you want to use characters. right, like the acronyms and stuff. If you could. Yeah, you want to use as you want to get as much of the story across as you can. And frankly, honestly, Brandon, if you just said the Hunger Games meets Willy Wonka, I think you might have some agent likes just based on that. Like you might not even have to write anything else. (laughs) Um, Because I think that's a really compelling. Those are both really compelling comparisons. Oh, good. Yay. (laughs) So nice job. I'm very proud of you. But now that we're done, not to, we're going to not toot our own horn completely. And we're going to really work on your query letter. Well, that's where the beauty of me is. I, I get to play that dumb author that doesn't know anything. So You are so not a dumb <laughs> author. Give me a break. All right. Any last things, again, for traditional comp titles? You are all into this teacher mode, aren't you? Like, okay, class, we're going to wrap things up here. Well, I just, I don't want to leave anybody behind when we move on to why I think this is great for indie authors. Oh, so now we get to talk about indie authors. Lovely. Yes. 15 minutes. Because I know we've, (laughs) we've taken so much time for the traditional, but here's the thing, the, everything that we've talked about on how to research comp titles and what makes a great comp title all applies to indie authors. But as far as indie authors go, you're not going to do the whole entire pitching to an agent type thing, but you are trying to get people to read your book. Right. So if you can come out in your little blurb that you have on Amazon or whatever else, and you can say, this book is like this and this, all of a sudden you've 
really opened up your readership because suddenly people say, oh, I've read that one or I've watched that movie. And comp titles for indie authors become so much easier because there's not as many restrictions. Uh, like Brandon, for yours, you could just use your comps of Hunger Games and Willy Wonka, and that would be just fine. Would it uh, would it be a go would ahead. it be a good idea for an indie author that's published on like they've they're they're publishing their book and they're selecting their categories, their genres that it falls into. Now, would it be a good idea to go in and look like mine's comparable to uh, Willy, we'll go we'll stick with Willy Wonka. Look at what categories that one falls into, and then select that same cat, those same categories. Yeah, absolutely. Take those comp titles and use them to your advantage as much as possible um, to get the word out there of your book. Um, but here's the thing: if you are an indie author and you are not using comp titles, um, you're 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 not out there as much as you could be. And that's just unfortunate when you have such a great tool at your disposal. I'm hoping that people can come away from this and really start using comp titles to their advantage. Cause even though they can be intimidating, like Andres was saying, it's so hard to find really good comp titles. Um, when you find them, it is wonderful. It is eye-opening for those people that you're trying to get to connect with your story, whether that's agents or readers. Okay. Uh, Jack just had a question, and I'm not, he's on a PC, so I'm not sure if you can request to speak, but I did invite you, so hopefully you can jump on. I'm I don't think you can from my experience, but I have very limited experience. If you have a question, Jack, feel free to just put it in the chat and we will ask it there. We'll, we'll bring it up. Um, Absolutely. So comp titles. Okay. So that's, I mean, it's all really great knowledge and really great information. Jake's the one to go to about all this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of stumbling through life. Like I wake up and I'm like, good, another day. Like that's just where I'm at. <laughs> so here's the thing brandon is absolutely brilliant he's such a smart guy these are new concepts for him though in the traditional industry um the brandon has been an indie author he's got multiple books published um that have done really well he is the go-to for marketing and everything else um where I will just sit in a corner and be really quiet <laughs> while he talks about those because that's his expertise. Um, this one is just kind of new for Brandon. And I mean, it's new for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. It's new for a lot of people. And that's what we're here for to help everyone through. Jack, you made it on. Thank, thank you. I did. Thank you for uh, giving me the permission to speak. Oh, absolutely. Jack, do you have any questions? Well, about the... Um the uh, comp titles um, it's it's something that I've been struggling with a lot with my current work in progress um, just distilling okay. down my story to like similar stories that I've you know experienced um, like it's the same problem with uh, creating like a pitch you know for for people to explain the most core elements of your story when you have all this information in your head it's hard to uh, narrow it down to just a few uh, sentences. Absolutely. Um, I will say that uh, the biggest thing that helped me when I was querying was getting away from the idea that I needed to find stories that were like mine. What I ended up doing that really helped was kind of taking my story and saying, okay, um, in this story, I have a theme of friendship. And going on and finding books about friendship really helped me to um, gather more comp titles that were that had a connection. I don't need it to be lined up perfectly where every single thing fits in a slot and it's like a key in a lock. That's not how comp titles work. Mm. At least they're not supposed to because you write a very different story than other people do. Um, and so I would definitely try to break it down and look at the pieces instead of the whole. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would I would talk to your beta readers and see what they think, what the kind of the core of the story is about, because they're going to have a different insight than what you would. Because um, we as authors, we we can write a whole book, but then it's like, oh, you, I got to do a whole pitch on this or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, fuck, I can write 300 words or whatever. And it's just like, uh, what? No. So I would talk to them, see what they think, and kind of get their feedback as well. Okay. Yeah, because, like, just a preliminary um, sort of um, title thing would be, I would say my story is, like, Full Metal Alchemist meets um, Indiana Jones. Ooh. Cool. That sounds really Jake, good. I don't even know what Full Metal Alchemist is. You be quiet over there. Yeah, I do, too, know what it is. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. I, he might no idea. I do, too. <laughs> I just, I might enjoy less violent shows and things. Are than... you kidding me? The whole, I don't even, no, I'm not even going <laughs> to, we're not, the, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. No, I'm not even going to. You keep, <laughs> hush, hush, hush. You're, you're at a loss for words. We'll keep moving on. Um, so here's what I would do with that. I would take Indiana Jones as kind of a, an action adventure, and I would go online and search up. I'm guessing that yours is uh, written for adults. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, although the further okay. I've gotten in my process, because I'm a bit of a pantser, um, so the further I've gotten in my process, the younger my main protagonist has gotten, but not like, like he started at like 26, 27. But um, now I'm thinking he's, like, closer to 19. Um, but everyone Ooh. around him is, um, like, people around him are, like, in their late 20s, early 30s, or beyond. Okay. So there's another category that has still, tr that's still trying to get its footing of uh, new adults. Right, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Um, but, uh, that kind of falls into that category where you're kind of like the college age student and, and, uh, uh, without being completely adult, uh, out in the world type thing. Yeah. So I would, uh, I would take Indiana Jones. I would look for adult titles that fall closely to in line with that and use those as your comps. Or, um, if you want to Jack, after the show and it might have to be tomorrow what i'll do is i'll um go ahead and and follow you and i'll send you a dm with some comps that i can come up with oh thank you because i think that uh again comp titles are not easy uh but we're hoping to make them a little easier with everything that we've talked mm -hmm. about today yes and we're gonna put some links and some bits of information on the over on the writer's block twitter page so make sure to give that a follow because we're going to be we want to do resources for you guys for everyone so feel free to check that out definitely thank you you're welcome thank you for coming on Absolutely. so jake wow our hour is really going by very quickly very quickly um I think it's funny because earlier we were talking and we were like, we're not sure that this is going to fill an entire hour. What are we going to talk about afterward um, when everybody's silent and nobody has anything else to well, say? See, that's, that's the beauty of these kinds of shows, right? Where if you have questions, feel free to jump on. That's why we're here. We want to talk stuff through. And I think that's what makes the writer's block in this chat really great. It's not just Jake and I sitting here kind of just spitting off information. Um, I had a question about comps, but I don't, I don't know where it went. It's, it's right. gone. It, it's right. it just, It'll come it, fl to you. it fluttered in and out real quickly. <laughs> I would, I would like to remind everybody that the first week in May, we will be switching over completely to the writer's block. So make sure that you are following over there. So you get the notifications when we are hosting the writer's block show. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask. See, there it is. It's just in and out. You you said, should when you're doing the, the comps, should it always be in your genre? So, ideally, it's going to be something in your genre. Again, for traditional, because that is something that will help the agent know that you've done your homework, that you are really invested, you know where your book is going to fall on the shelves. Oh. 
Um, obviously, that's a little bit more lax with with marketing and with indie publishing. You can kind of move that around a little bit and and not be quite as specific. If you really can't find a comp title in your specific genre or your age genre, um, you can absolutely branch out. You can say, you know what, this is like uh, one that that I was going to use was like, this is a house on the Cerulean Sea for middle grade. And you can kind of use that as a comp instead. Okay. Yep. Uh, Andres, go ahead. Okay, what about using comps to showcase your voice? Ooh, I, I love that. I feel, I feel like I have a slightly unique voice and I want to point to whoever I'm sending this query to, say, okay, my voice is similar to the way, uh, to this other writer's voice. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one where you can branch out of your genre a little bit more because you're trying to make a comparison with something that is not specific to genre. Um, that was an excellent that was a really question, good question, Great question. Um, but absolutely, use comp titles that work for you, things that really speak to you. Um, if that kind of bends the rules a little bit, if your query letter is not exactly like all the other query letters, guess what? It will be okay. And especially if you can catch some positive attention for that, absolutely go so for it. That brings me, uh, that makes me think of a question. Is it okay? to ask uh, to do like um, a, an, another author, a well-known author. So it's like, this is John, Gr like John Grisham writing Avatar The Last Airbender. Would that be okay? Um, again, I think that kind of falls in line with the not using like um, big blockbuster hits um for for the book worlds i think that if you were like my writing is like john grisham your agent might be like that's kind of a bit of a stretch right. um but again using somebody well known or saying you know what my voice is similar to so and so is not a bad thing again use what works for you if you really sincerely believe that your voice is like john grisham go for it you know, put that down. The The proof, I guess, is in the pudding. And the agents will either be like, eh, I, don't, I didn't think so. Or they'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, I have found my next superstar author. Which is what we're all hoping for. We're all, we're, well, obviously. We want, and well, everybody who that. listens... Yeah, everybody who listens to the writer's block, we are absolutely expecting all of you to be the next superstar author. Yes, yes, Kathleen is at 100% on that one. Well, Jake, we have about two minutes left on the show. Yes. yes. So we need to be wrapping things up. Perfect. Brandon, can you tell us what next week's topic uh, is? I'm looking that up right now. Give me just a second. Uh, yep. No, please. <laughs> I was not, was not ready to go. I was too, I was too busy eating my popcorn. Um, next week's topic and this one's going to be fun. I'm so excited for this one. We're talking about tropes. Brandon is, you guys have no idea how many times he's been like, Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm excited. so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about tropes is... and we will put that. And then, uh, after that, we're going to be talking about writing for the future and then we'll be talking about what is a plot so those are our next couple weeks and we will make sure to get those out there so everyone's away are, are aware and if you have an idea please let jake or myself know um or a topic that you want to talk about or hear more about we will definitely put that on the list now keep in mind we're pretty booked pretty far out so yeah yeah, I mean, which we love that we're booked that I, far I out. I love that we're booked that far <laughs> out, but I know we wanna, we've want we got some topics we want to go back to. We're thinking about um, more marketing ones because we know authors definitely struggle with marketing and that whole – because it's such a big umbrella. That one, I think, is just a big 
We will we will be touching on that one multiple times. That one's times. probably going to be a like regular conversation at some point. Yeah, and we'll be doing that with uh, query letters and and querying as well because that's such a big topic as yes. well. Um, again, if you have any topics that you want to chat about, please let Brandon or I know. Um, or you can post them right over on the writer's yes. block. So, and don't forget to give us a follow over there. And for those of you that might have missed it, Jake, what are we working on? Making this a podcast, right? We're making this a podcast, and I am working so hard to get it up on platforms. Um, hopefully, I will have that ready, like we said, by when we switch over for May. Um but I will keep everyone posted. And as soon as there's some episodes up, I'll let everyone yes, know. We will we'll provide link. I want to say links, but I don't know if you can link a podcast. I don't know if that works. But as of right now, you can go back and re-listen to any of our any of our any of these shows. Maybe help out. Maybe that'll help you out a little bit. So feel free. Jake, I think that's our time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all so much for, for listening and supporting. And we yeah. will see you all next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a great one.